Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Hey, this is John Fuller along with Danny Huerta, head of our parenting department at Focus on the Family. And Danny, um, there's a lot of self-talk that we say to ourselves when we look in the mirror. Moms can be especially prone to just kind of taking on the negative. Um, and there's there's often a shortage of good affirming words that moms say to themselves when they look at themselves in the mirror, right? And I would say Facebook has compounded that. Ooh. We compare ourselves to... Uh, there, there are a lot of comparisons to the highlights and the goods that people are sharing on Facebook and other social media platforms. And some of the biggest lies that we end up believing come through the mirror. That's absolutely right. What I encourage parents to do is utilize a chalk marker or a dry erase marker in their home to write truths to one another or to yourself that God has revealed to you. Write them in the mirror, right where you're going to uh, look at yourself or your child is going to look at themselves or your spouse, and you can write truths that God has given to you about that person or about yourself. So they're reminders in those moments where you're either going to shame or you're going to uh, criticize yourself. Sometimes we're our, our own worst critics, even though we have critics in mm-hmm. our lives. And uh, I think a good thing to say into the mirror is, I am enough, or you are enough. Mm-hmm. And God has said, I am his child. We are his children, and he loves us the way we are. And we're on a journey of growth. And he has said, I'll break it down to you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Mm. Love those around you with all your heart. And then give that love freely. But we can't do that when we don't believe that we're enough, Mm. that we are his children, that we are loved. So that mirror is a very important place as a starting point for your day and how you're going to treat others and how you're going to treat yourself in those moments. Well, let's go ahead and hear from Dr. Meg Meeker now about some ways that you can improve your self-talk, especially if you're a mom. Uh, Here she is talking to Jim Daly and me. You have a story, I think, an exercise maybe that you did at a presentation at a women's conference that I think illustrates how women can sometimes view themselves as inadequate. I say this often on the program, Dr. Med, because I, women have an incredible capacity to look at themselves first. Yeah. I think men, because of our egos, that's the other guy. You know, the, that thing didn't get done because Bob called me and he need. you know, we always, I don't know. I don't want to over dramatize this, but women, when something goes wrong, they're so quick to say, where did I fail? Right. And they carry that around. What was this exercise that you did? Always. Well, every mother walks around with a list in her head. <laughs> really? The list. Oh, man. The list. And every it's mother's so is a little bit different. I have my list, and I'm trying to decrease it. But to sit down and write down what are the things you feel you need to do during the day, and if you don't get them right, you don't accomplish them, whose fault is it, and is it okay? And it was really extraordinary for these women to put on paper what they expected of themselves. And here's something I tell mothers, too. They also have an inner dialogue which says, you know, you didn't drive in enough school field trips this year because you were working, and so your kids are upset, and you've hurt your kids, and the other mother did. Um, What's wrong with you? I say, what you just said to yourself in your mind, would you ever talk that way to your daughter? Hmm. Would you ever say to your best friend what you just said to yourself? Would you berate her? Would you cut her down? No, no, no. I'd, I'd encourage her, and I'd tell her all the things she's doing well. I said, well, why don't you start doing that to yourself? That's good. And 
it really stops them in their tracks because women berate themselves because we feel like we need to this and this and this to be good mothers. But I really also think that women are victims of peer pressure like they've never been before. Mm. And one of the reasons we want to make sure our kids are coloring in the line or reading by the time they're five and a half is because our friends' kids are doing it. And if our kid isn't doing what our friends' kids are doing, our kids are behind, that means I'm a bad mom. But the reverse is true. If our kids are a straight-A student and they get into Princeton, then we're a better mom than our friend whose child didn't even want to go to college. Ouch. Ouch. And every woman out there knows exactly what I'm talking about. And we've really got to get off that train. Well, let me ask you, because I, I get that. I think that's, an, in some ways, a normal condition of motherhood, uh, that comparison, that, you know, that ego that comes into that. Am I a better mom than somebody else or worse, et cetera? So what are those things that can increase a mom's self-esteem and confidence? What should she be looking at? to say, okay, I don't have to live my life in that space of comparison. What do you recommend? Well, a couple of different things. First of all, shift your list. Rather than writing down how you should perform and how you should perform to get your kids to perform, to get the, the straight A's, write down what character qualities you want your child to develop and reshift your thinking. How can I, as a mother, help my child live with integrity be a courageous young woman, not lie. How can I teach her to have some humility and tenacity? And then what in my character are my character strengths to help her get there? Huh. So if we and then one of the ways we do that is start focusing on your child, what character qualities they have. One of our children is very, very patient. So you talk about that a lot. And when you teach yourself to talk about different things, you start changing how you think about different things. And that takes the pressure off of mothers because when we feel pressure to perform, to get our kids to perform, nobody wins. Right. But if we feel like, what do I love about being a mom? What makes me fulfilled about being a mom? What are my character qualities that will complement my child's character qualities? I am a very patient person. Me, Meg. I have a daughter who's not patient at all. (laughs) <laughs> Two. <laughs> I was going to say, how, how do those fireworks and so, go? Yeah, and so there are a lot of fireworks. And then I thought, how can I encourage her to be more patient without going, you just need to be more patient. So work on that over the years. And when you start to focus on that, that's really who you become. Here's a case in point in how you talk changes how you think. One of my pet peeves is how women always say to one another when we haven't seen each other in a while, you look so good. Have you lost <laughs> right. weight? It's common. It's, Have that's you lost what we do. weight? Now, did Paul open the epistles that way? <laughs> Sorry, that just Oh, you look so good. You've lost about. weight. No, he said peace and joy to you, you know, my brother, or something like that. So I thought I'm so disturbed by that because I'm one of these people my weight never changes. I mean, it just I'm just lucky that's the way it is. But people would say that to me and I, my first response was, "Well, what did I look like before? Did you think <laughs> I looked like bad before?" So I said, "For one year, I'm going to refuse to comment on a woman's weight. Huh. I refuse to say, oh, you look so good, or oh, you look so bad, or have you lost weight? Well, I'll tell you, Jim, the most remarkable thing happened. After about two months, I didn't see women's weight. Huh. I didn't see it. It no longer was important. It was no important. It wasn't important. Yeah. And I will tell you, a couple of my friends were offended because they had lost weight, and I didn't notice. (sighs) 
But if you train yourself to speak differently to other people, and most importantly, to speak differently to yourself, yeah. it changes the way you think, and it changes the way you feel and how you live. Yeah. So if you really say, I'm going to stop focusing on what I'm doing for my kid and start focusing on what I'm being for my child, over time, I guarantee you'll start to think that way and feel that way, and your life will be so much more That's fun. good advice. A lot of us as moms and dads have a performance personality. I know I've been guilty of this. I think I've, I've kind of mellowed out over three decades now of parenting. But uh, Dr. Meeker was talking about how we need to focus on the character qualities we want to develop in our kids and, and not worry so much about what they do, but who they are. And there's so many opportunities. And I've noticed in myself, my kids, if my son doesn't get to play as much in basketball or there's a bad call... There's a response inside of me uh, that where I'm saying, oh, that's unfair, or uh, I wish my son would play more, and I go quick to a, a criticism in my mind, yet, man, what a great opportunity to go into that adversity or that disappointment in my child's life to build character. Uh, maybe my son on the bench can encourage the other, the other players to do real well. Uh, my daughter in theater, she wanted a certain uh, part, and I thought, man, she could, she could do that. And and yet when she didn't get it, boy, what a great opportunity to talk through that. Now she gets to serve in a serving role within that theater production. And what a great story and analogy for life. Mm-hmm. We we have a role in the theater of life, and we have to trust God in that role, even though we may have wanted a different one. Now, how important is it, Danny, for moms especially to be a cheerleader for their child and not the uh, the corrective uh, coach. Well, maybe a balance of both, right? Where you're you're guiding, yet there needs to be warmth, sensitivity, uh, in in a presence, and really at the core of it, a listening ear. And all of us can continually work on uh, the 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 core character trait of humility. Uh, research consistently, from a scientific perspective, affirms that humility is a core trait for relationships and for success. And as parents, sometimes our pride kicks in and Mm -hmm. we miss out on those character building moments because of our own stirred up soul. But then within our kids, having them notice uh, the moments of humility in other people and to see that as an important character trait to to go after, not to brag about, obviously, right. but to go after because you want to learn how to love and be in connection with others. Uh, I'm thinking of Romans 12, 1 and 2, which talks about renewing our minds. So mm-hmm. go to the scriptures, see what God says about you and about your kids, and let that form your self-talk and your parenting. And certainly, uh, in addition to the Bible, we would recommend a number of resources. And of course, today we had Dr. Meg Meeker talking about this. So we would recommend her book, The Ten Habits of Happy Mothers. And we'll send a copy when you make a donation, uh, either a monthly gift or a one-time contribution of any amount to us here at Focus on the Family. And then we have an excellent online resource that can help you, especially if you have a son. It's called Recognizing Your Son's Need for Respect. It's a video series, and we're going to link over to that and our main website and phone number as well in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear more from Dr. Meg Meeker. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Podcast.